So, life update. I'm taking a dating break. Okay. <laughs> you know what? So, I'm 30. I know I look 15. I'm 30. You in look so fucking good for your age. <laughs> um, I get ID'd everywhere as well, which I love. The world's biggest compliment. <laughs> I know. So, I'm 30 in about, I think it's like six months, six, seven months. Mm-hmm. So, in my head, I'll just find the love of my life whenever I'm 30 anyway. So, I don't have to worry about dating. And yeah. I'm actually so content and happy on my own. I'm so happy with my work. I'm so happy creatively. I'm so happy with my friendships. I feel really fulfilled. I was just like going to ask you that. Yeah, like I don't need... The only thing that does bother me, and I hate that I'm victim to this, is... I'm such a martyr, but um, is the societal pressure of turning 30, yeah. which you don't have to worry about no, yet. But. but I do know, though, because isn't it at like at 30, that's when it becomes harder to conceive if you want to have a kid as well. I feel yeah. like women in their 30s start to think about embryo freezing. Yeah, see, that's the, that is the very real reality of it, is mm. that your biological clock is ticking and with men it's less so which is really fucking annoying (laughs) um but you do kind of have to like I would love kids and so it is something that you do have to think about obviously there are lots of women who have kids in their 40s and 50s and um but it's it's the unknown it's not knowing yeah when the cock is running out so um but I also think societal pressure in terms of like Having the house, having the family, having the dog, having the, the partner. Dream. Yeah, and all of that stuff is great for Instagram. But when I look at my life now, I love everything in my life and I'm so happy. Mm. And yet I had this day yesterday where I was like, oh my God, I want to quit everything. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit. I'm going to move to like, I don't know, Australia. Um, but then I wake up today and I'm fine. Yeah. So it's odd. I remember thinking in my 20s, so like my early 20s, that I had to achieve everything that I wanted to by the time I was 25. Mm. Because in my head, women just have a shelf life. Yeah. And sadly, in terms of society, it is true. Yeah. So if you come across podcast um, clips and it says that women under 25 are the most attractive, women over 30 can't have as many kids they're like fertility issues they've do you know what this reminds me of you know in x factor how they used to separate acts and it was like the oh over God, 25s yeah. and i used to think that was old yeah 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 watching it at the time now i'm like <laughs> i know mad yeah it is something that like I, I just think you're inhuman if it doesn't seep into your yeah of course brain but i've woken up today and i feel better and i just I just want a bit of a breather. Well, obviously there is societal pressure on when certain things should happen. But I think the important thing to remember through that is like obviously everyone's got a completely different timeline. Yeah. And like I see that a lot in business as well. Like all over my Explore page, like when I was obviously doing my business, all I would see on there is like, look at the really successful people now that didn't start a business till like they were 50, 60. But the same applies to like people's love lives as well like when they settle down and find the person like everyone's on a completely different timeline yeah I remember 
So I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I am obsessed with Judge Judy. No, if she's by any chance watching, I love you. (laughs) Um, And I remember watching a clip of her saying that. um, So she basically says that if you didn't make it, making it being personal to you, obviously. Yeah. And she says that if you didn't make it in your 20s, you can make it in your 30s. If you didn't make it in your 30s, you can make it in your 40s. If you didn't make it in 40s, you can make it in 50s, blah, blah, blah. And she gives the example of Grandma Moses who was a I don't know if she's still alive but was a painter and she only started painting in her 70s and then one of her last paintings sold for like millions yeah so that's what I mean yeah and as well I feel like from my experiences with dating anyway when I've gone out to look for it like they've always been not the greatest relationships or like they'll have failed obviously I can only speak from my experience now touch wood nothing happens and he doesn't do anything stupid but he came along like my current boyfriend came along when I wasn't looking for anything yeah I remember literally because I was about to go on well I was auditioning for that dating show so technically I was kind of looking but not specifically no but that was something that also fell on your lap as well it did it wasn't it did and in doing that I was forced to literally write out all of the qualities and the things that I wanted in someone and then he came along literally literally, (laughs) but literally the next day but you know what's so interesting about you meeting your current boyfriend is you telling me about your experiences on the pill and how and it's really made me because I am currently on the pill and I mm. have been since I was about 13 which is ridiculous I went on at 15 did you or did you, for your skin or no. for genuine reasons no it was it was obviously wasn't because I was sexually active at 15 yeah. it was because I had ridiculously long periods and they were so painful but why is the solution to everything the go pill. on the pill god knows with no like explanation they don't as to give you what any the explanation no, of the what side the side, yeah no at all they just ask you if your blood pressure's okay yeah so I went on the pill when I was 13 because of my skin I didn't even have bad skin I had the odd spot but because you're young you're self-conscious and so yeah. my mom took me to the doctor and they either prescribed for me antibiotics which are bad to go on long term anyway yeah or the pill and I went on the pill and then I found that it was good because it managed my periods they weren't as painful they weren't as heavy and because I didn't think that there were any side effects I just stayed on it and as I said I'm really 30 now have you been on the same one the whole time no I've chopped and changed but which ones have you been on just out of interest so I'm now on a pill called Gedderol which is like oh (laughs) I think that's that's the one I was on most recently. Yeah, mine was Desigestrol, so I think it's the same. Yeah, maybe that's the second name for it, the same one. Yeah, well, I not many people I know round here are on it. Mm. Um, but I it's an ultra low dose pill. Uh, so my hormone. yeah, so my hope is that whenever I come off, it won't be as severe mm. as the side effects I had whenever I tried to come off the pill the last time. Which one were you on before? So I was on, is it microgynon? I had the worst experience with microgynon. Yasmin as well. I've never been on that one. Yeah, that, I think they're pretty similar. Microgynon though, oh my God, yeah. was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I lived in America, I was on one called Azaret. And that was brilliant. 
I went from a B cup to a double D in like a <laughs> yeah. month. I was loving life. Perfect. I had like barely any symptoms like, and that was so good. And then I came back to the UK and they were like, we don't have that here. We don't have anything really like that. The only one that we have that's similar, which is a 30 day where mm. you take seven days of like a sugar pill yeah. is microgynin 30. Yeah. So that's Do you what have I a break on. in between? No, like so the no. you have seven days and it's a sugar pill, so it doesn't do anything. But oh, it's just so but you're in you the habit your, of yeah, taking yeah, yeah. it every day because I would be horrendous. Yeah. You know what as well, which is so bananas, is every doctor I see has a different like thought on the pill. So some of them tell me to have a break and have a period. Some of them tell me I never have to have a period and I can just back to back them forever. Wow. It's just, it's fucked that there's like... So I many feel different like, opinions. Yeah, and the, I feel like a lot of them just don't know. And so what I probably have to do, which might be quite interesting to do and talk about on the podcast, is I need to come off it at some point. I genuinely think you should. It's the best thing I did. Yeah, but what... So the reason I brought that up is because we had a conversation <laughs> about... How your taste in men changed Massively. when you came off the pill. Okay, so talk me through that. Okay, so when I was on the pill, the only guys I ever used to date, I was so close-minded. I only ever dated white guys. Ever, ever, ever. And all of my exes or people I was interested in had very similar qualities. Like, they all had, like, sharp jawlines, look like they were models. Like <laughs> They were, like, Hollister models, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I swear to God. And, like, obviously that's the first thing that you look at. Like, you look at attraction. And then I think that just screwed me over, though, because... Yeah, they might have had, like, a personality, but it was a manufactured personality to suit me. Yeah, yeah. Like, they make the personality to suit... Do you know what I mean? Like, and then as time goes on, every single... In every relationship, it gets to a point where you're just like, you're not the same person that you were before. Yeah. And, like, just something happens and it just goes downhill. Whereas, like, I came off the pill and, like, I don't find white guys attractive anymore. So at all. I keep seeing TikToks where it says that your attraction changes. Yeah, it does. Why is that? You know. It's because there's an alteration with the hormone the natural hormones in your body. So obviously when you're taking the pill, there's so much more estrogen that you're having in that pill and it just mm. alters like it just alters your I don't know what what it what it's called. It's not pheromones, but I know it just alters like your brain chemistry in certain areas. So even like when you go for your ideal partner, when you come off of the pill, like your senses aren't altered anymore. So you actually look for guys that have a strong immune system or like a different immune system to you. So that if you were to have a kid together, they would have the best chance of survival. How weird is that? Whereas when you're on the pill, it stops you being able to sense that. And you go... That's madness. And so when you're not on the pill, you can smell different pheromones then as well. So like you would naturally be attracted to guys with a specific scent. Whereas when you're on the pill, it blocks that. I feel like I need to try it. I think you do. Yeah. I really do. You know what? I tried to come off the pill before and I'm so embarrassed to say this, but the reason why I didn't stay off the pill was because my boobs shrunk. (laughs) <laughs> but this was when I was younger and I was like, oh my God, the end of the world. But now I wouldn't care if that happened. But yeah, I do. I'm just, I think because I'm so happy with everything in my life, mm. I'm scared of it altering. 
but I, I, I only think it would alter for the better though like obviously yeah. the first but you're out the other side I'm like oh my god I've been on this for like nearly two decades and I'm scared although I only came off of it a year ago yeah yeah I remember you coming off and like the first couple of weeks after it was a bit of unknown territory and like you are a bit more emotional and stuff and like it's hard to get through but then I think I had a pe- like a proper period like two months after mm. And then I was fine. I do remember coming off as well and having the worst, most painful periods. I wonder if you'll be all right now, though, because yeah. it's not Michael Guinan. And because I'm ultra low dose. Yeah. That's my hope, anyway. I think you'll be fine. But yeah. yeah, it was a whole strange process. Yeah, if anyone has any advice, that would be good. Did you, you know, whilst you've been on the pill as well, like yeah. I found in my past relationships, that was the killer for me. It, what do you mean like the pill and how it made me because I get social anxiety but it made me be so much more anxious really in my relationships yeah and paranoid about things see I'm have you read the book what's it called the pill no the um about the different types of I've seen it I've seen it in your room yeah 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 yeah. so I am very like either detached what do they call that Um, avoidant avoidant I'm either super avoidant or I'm very anxious do you know what though that completely changes depending on the person that you're around yeah but it could be dependent on the pill as well I suppose but Mm. yeah it to be fair in my friendships, whenever I have solid friendships, I feel very secure. Yeah. So it probably is, it that is. just that I'm like around arseholes. Yeah, so, I think yeah. so. But yeah, in, in my last relationship, and probably the one before that as well, um, it just made me like really on edge. So then I would be upset and emotional about things. But do you not think that's to do with the person as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. I'm not blaming it entirely on the pill, yeah. but like... I would bring up something that had upset me and I would have to go to my mum and be like, am I being rational or irrational right now? Like, that's how bad it had got because yeah. I genuinely couldn't tell. Couldn't decipher. Yeah, mm. and then I bring it up and then it causes this huge argument and brings up like loads of other stuff and then they're like, well, do you not trust me? Like, It was just horrendous. Mm. So like, I'm just so glad that I came off it because now I'm... yeah. See, it sounds like it brings balance to your life, but I feel balanced now, so that's why I'm scared. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to break down. The the thing is, though, like, I... I, Have you ever felt, like, depressive episodes while you've been on the pill? Yeah, but I don't know if that's due to the pill or just being (laughs) a fucking wreck. I mean, <laughs> I think I think. Do me a favor and just test it, okay. and come off of it for like a month at least. Yeah, but I think that's also why I'm scared too because I feel good at the minute and yeah, anything. Yeah, but if, okay, I will. I'll try. If anything, it, the only thing it's gonna really alter is mood swings and sexual preferences. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then obviously there might be physical changes in your body, but. Yeah, I'd but that's I'm um, sweet with that. I've had surgery. I've had, <laughs> I've had much less depressive episodes being off of the pill. Really? Yeah, and I th- I think it would do you the world of good. Honestly, yeah. 
Speaking of past relationships. <laughs> so just a, a question. Okay. The first thing that came to my head whenever we're talking about past relationships. Have you have you ever gone back to a past relationship? Never. So are you very much like done, dead, move on? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> have you not? No. See I no. I'm I'm better now. Okay. Um so my not even my most recent boyfriend. I don't count my most recent boyfriend. <laughs> I don't call him my boyfriend anyway. What, because of um, how long it lasted? Yeah, it was like really short and now I'm like, <laughs> Um So the boyfriend before that, little episode, um, I broke up with him through lockdown. Yeah. I think if coronavirus didn't happen, I'd still be with him. Are you glad coronavirus happened? Uh, well, not <laughs> the people died. <laughs> like, I'm not glad for that reason, but I'm for glad for the relationship's sake. For the relationship's sake, like I honestly don't think I would have been. And it wasn't a question of like not being a strong person. Just in that relationship, I felt so weak and like Did I you couldn't. Feel trapped? Oh my god! So probably like three months into it, mm. I knew it wasn't right, and you but just it was stayed? like. So context, like it was very like there was a lot of gaslighting that went on and it was very much like every time I tried to leave, Mm. it was like, you're a terrible person. You haven't given us a chance. Like all of this, like and I'm I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt and I'm like an empath. And yeah, and I think he he used a lot of those good qualities to. Yeah. I hate that. I've I've been there though, and then you feel isolated and you can't turn to anyone else either. Yeah, but I just, I do do feel now though that it has made me so much stronger. And now even in like certain dating circumstances and stuff that I have now, I'm very good at saying no. Mm. I might pine a little bit, but I know when I should say no. I'm glad you've learned boundaries from that. Yeah, but... I just remember thinking like three months in or so, this isn't, this isn't going to, I'm not going to be happy. How long did you stay with him for? Two years. Laura. Mm. But it was always like on, off, on, off. Oh my God. But yeah. But that was me feeling like I couldn't leave and then coronavirus happened and I was forced into a situation where I didn't have to bump into him. So I always had this fear of when... I broke up with him that I'd see him in past relationships bar the last one because I didn't have a choice I've always gone back to them mm. do you know what I've heard from some girls though what <laughs> that the reason that they go back to their ex is so that they don't add another number on their body count what their own they're concerned about their own oh no that didn't bother me well, I'm glad. <laughs> I just no, found mine that so was, interesting. Yeah, mine was more like a comfort thing. And even though they were being a dickhead to me, it was better to know what I was expecting than go out into the world and be like on my own. And go over all of the starting questions again. Like, yeah, yeah. Tell me about yourself. I know. There's nothing worse, no. is there? So how do you move on from, so say you've, in past relationships mm. you've broken up yeah you don't go back to them how do you like grieve do you remember when uh, me i go out with my friends 
Me and yeah. you went out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. And we went and got ramen. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what about those moments when you're on your own? Because there's so you can hard. have you can have distraction. Yeah, there comes a moment when you lie in your bed on your own and you think... Like. You feel you feel so alone, don't you, when you're on your own? Like obviously you have your distractions and you surround yourself with people that will tell you everything that you want to hear and be super supportive. Yeah. Which is what you need. But then like I just remember like it's so hard because you're still gonna care for that person when yeah. it initially happens. Like I remember I would be still checking up on their socials and oh stuff. Oh my god, we need to talk about that. Do as you remember well. do you remember when I was asking you to watch their stories? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like (laughs) yeah and I just if ever I was to go through a breakup again like touch what I don't yeah I just wouldn't deal with it that way because I think it's so unhealthy so would you just I would follow yeah straight away or mute them straight away because there's nothing there's nothing worse like and you're going out to look for something that's gonna hurt you to make it easier to get over even them just eating their cereal You'd be like, why are they eating cereal without me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's just, as we've said before on this podcast, it's too much access to someone's life. 100%. So I remember, I don't know if it was like the first boyfriend I broke up with. Anyway, I was like upset about it and I was talking to my mom. Mm. And my mom said that when she had her first boyfriend and they broke up, the only way to contact each other was through a landline. And so they didn't have to see each other's lives they didn't even have to see each other again and her dad said to her in like a few months time you won't know if he's living dead or stuffed because you have that no contact and you can just grieve move on and then meet someone else whereas now you have so much access to their life even if you're not following them it's so hard to not stalk that's so true and it's like, it's one of the worst things that you can do, I think. It's like curiosity yeah. killed the cat, isn't it? Literally. Yeah, I know. The worst thing to do. And then you just end up getting yourself so much more upset. Yeah, yeah, you do. Over the whole thing. And then what happens whenever you see another girl on there? Well, you you know exactly how that turned out with yeah, me. Yeah. But like, I was just bad anyway, because I remember like initially the breakup happened and then... I was still obviously like caring about them. I was like, you know, you you need to deal with this breakup healthily too. Like go out and be with your friends, whatever. Mm. And I remember at that point, like I don't have this now and I don't know, I would suggest not having your partner on this. <laughs> but it was the whole, um, is it like find my phone or something like that? Or like, oh yeah, I've never done that. I had him on there and he had me on there just for like to know when we'd got home safe. and So even after you broke up? Yeah. You were looking? I did, yeah. It was literally the day after them. It wasn't like after that. I would be looking for months. (laughs) Yeah, after that, well, I was, yeah, I got a nasty surprise, didn't I? The day after. Yeah, yeah. I found out he was then at a student accommodation in the early hours of the morning, literally the day after. So I was just. As we then. said in the TikTok that kind of blew up recently. So and controversial. <laughs> I know, but in our experience, that is and how that's why, a lot of guys. And this is yeah. why I just think so many guys will say that they won't do it and they'll say, like, yeah. oh, not all of us. Like, and it's, I'm not saying it is all of you, but like, 
even with my ex, I never in a million years would have thought that he would have done that. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not the type to have a one night stand. Like, it, I, you know, I have to be emotionally involved to want to do that. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> it didn't stop him sleeping with someone not even 24 hours after we broke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I also think the people who would do that wouldn't be commenting that yeah. they would. Like me. <laughs> yeah, I do this too. I do that. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys are weird. But yeah, I just think in terms of like the healthiest ways to deal with it, I got a therapist. That was one thing. That was one really good thing that came out of that tragic relationship. Yeah. Um, Because he told me I should probably see a therapist. Yeah. and it was brilliant because my therapist... Just you. Yeah, yeah. it was brilliant. Okay. <laughs> it was brilliant because my therapist was just like, well, you seem to be reacting to all of these in a really healthy way and you're very self-aware. So I'm unsure why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. Um, deflection there, I think. But it really helped going through a breakup and having a third party to speak to that had... He's impartial, yeah. yeah. That had no, like, connection to either party because with your closest friends and family, you know that you're going to get the support yeah. from them. They're, they're going to be on your side. They're going to say he's a dickhead and yeah. they don't even know what he's done. Whereas all I wanted at that point in time was clarity and honesty. And she was like, you have nothing to feel sorry for about the way that you've responded to certain things, blah, blah, blah. And they can also help you understand why you're acting the way you are, why you're grieving the way you are. The one thing I learned from that is, and I don't know if you're the same, because I think this is because I'm quite empathetic, but whenever I go through emotional trauma, I literally end up like starving myself. And I don't mean to, I just genuinely do not get hungry whatsoever. And like she told me, the therapist did, that apparently when you go through some form of emotional trauma, your body goes into a fight or flight mode. And so naturally what happens is your brain will shut off the responses or signals that go to your stomach to tell you that you're hungry. So you just don't feel hunger and then you just don't eat. That's a really common thing. But I'm the opposite. So I like binge or like eat too much. But I think that's like a distraction thing. Yeah. Because if I'm preoccupied and I'm doing something. Yeah. I feel like the stillness of not eating would scare me more. Yeah, I get that. Do you know why I think I do this now? I'm like Bridget Jones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that stereotype. I just think the reason I do that now is because when I was younger, there should probably be a trigger warning here as well, but I used to binge to deal with my problems when I was like 16. Every teenager goes through so many things at that age. But I was like, if I wasn't trying to self-harm myself, I was binge eating a shit ton of food to just get well, myself through it. Well, it's a form of self-harm as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's why when I go through emotional trauma now, my immediate subconscious is you can't eat food because you don't want to go back to being like that. Yeah. So I do the complete opposite, which equally isn't healthy. No, 
Well, it's just like a, a coping mechanism, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have any other coping mechanisms, perhaps healthier ones? Healthy ones, yeah, of course. So in terms of what I do now, and I think I've come a long way, again, going back to like my therapist. Yeah. I feel really like helped. I look at you in terms of dealing with like breakups and like situationships and stuff in the past, obviously. Yeah. Um in awe because I'm just like oh my god like how are you not traumatized for because you seem to like be I able bounce to, back so fast yeah. and I think what that is down to and it's so mad but my this is what my therapist told me to do um you just have to forgive the situation in some way even if they're an asshole yeah even if they're an asshole even if they've cheated on you yep because even if they've got someone else pregnant <laughs> <laughs> yeah because at the end of the day as horrible as all of those things are had those things not have happened to you you wouldn't be the person that you are now but how do you so how do you figure so you know you're meant to forgive them how do you forgive someone I it's not necessarily just something that you do overnight but Mm. for me what that looked like is I wrote a letter to them oh interesting did your therapist tell you to do that yeah okay um just and Oy, you can be dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can be as angry as you possibly want to be in there, but That's then like good, get yeah. it all out because then you you're writing it and you're not tempted to send the text. Okay. Um and then it's totally up to you whether you send that to them or whether you just keep it. But for me it's kind of like, well, if you've written it all down and you've got it all out of your system, you've said everything that you want to say, you can put it to bed then. Yeah. And it's almost like I just like to take the route of like rising above. Yeah, because there's, I mean, we've all had those circumstances where we've gone back and we've said things that... I'm sorry. uh, Yeah, either I'm sorry or I can't believe you've done this to me. Like, you'll regret this, blah, blah, blah. Massive paragraph that gets aired. Uh, Yeah, that literally happened to me in my last... (laughs) I was literally like, you will regret this. I don't think he has. (laughs) But um, but yeah, I think you always regret doing that after. Oh, 100%. 100%. And if it's ever been on the premise that they've done something that they shouldn't have by being yeah. unloyal to you or something like that, like they already know the consequences. Like nothing that you can say to them after that is going to make them change their mind or like change and even still like you could say all of the things like would you want to be with that person after everything that they've done so why are you apologizing and begging for their forgiveness or like to gain their approval or be on good terms with them if it ended poorly do you know what's an interesting story go on i feel like i don't even know if i've told you this story i feel like i must have done because it's juicy so my last boyfriend cheated on me um and went to he's now with that partner basically don't want to say too much but um he's now with that partner Mm. and maybe like was it like a year no maybe like six months later so I worked as a PT in a gym yeah I got a message on Facebook of all things um of her sending me like a big long message because Looking back at it, like we were both fucked over, like yeah, the two in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was never like resentful towards her. Um, and she messaged me basically just apologizing for her part, and I was. Well, you were told 
she was his ex. Yeah. Only to find out that they were basically together the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. So you were on. lied to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I do think that she was lied to as well. Anyway. Yeah, of um, course. She came back to me and apologised, whatever. And I was just like, you know what, it's fine. Whatever. And then she asked me about PT sessions. Weird. Mm. Why is she trying to befriend you? Imagine her turning up and like the the yeah. one thing you would have in common would be him that would be so weird but that's i think that's why so the Do you more think that she we did an outlet i think she probably didn't really have anyone else to talk to about it mm. who had that perspective yeah so true. i after the relationship ended i messaged her and i said like everything I felt that she should know. Mm. And I'm very glad that I did because it was all true. Um, And I think that probably played on her mind a lot and they're still together, whatever. Um, But I think that she wanted an opportunity to meet with me to probably talk about it. Yeah, sounds like it. And the way to corner me into doing it was to ask me for PT sessions. Which Imagine though she was going to pay you to have a conversation. I know, that would be good. So you get cheated on, and then the girl who is now with that partner asks you for PT sessions. <laughs> so that is a whole that is a madness, in yeah. Itself. Yeah, I, I still can't believe you went through that. That is literally like its own Netflix series. Yeah, it was the most. Although, bizarre. then again, does it surprise me because every update me and you ever have is like that in itself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like I just go through the most bizarre situations and then I just need a break for a while because it just exhausts me emotionally, I know. But yeah, that was a really weird situation. But you know what, as well, that makes me think they always come back. Yeah. Whether it's like the actual partner or part of your past situation there's always something that comes back especially if you haven't done anything wrong yeah and in some way it always comes back but I agree okay question Mm -hmm. because this is a conversation that me and my boyfriend have had quite a lot but um when you're in a relationship and an ex tries to come back and contact you again how do you deal with it um like do you reply or no no I wouldn't I don't think that's ever happened to me though like what because I have such big breaks in between yeah you do I don't think I would have that like crossover have you had that yeah have you yeah well not necessarily the ex but someone associated yeah yeah but do you know what it is and I listened to I can't remember what it was like a tiktok or something where they said that they smell whenever you're happy. Oh. Like, they have, like, a sixth sense that tells... She's moved on. Like, how <laughs> to message her and ruin her day. I remember um, when TikTok first, first started taking off for me with that competition that I won. Oh, yeah. And that was very shortly after my breakup. Mm. And the second the article started coming out about me, that's when they got back in touch yeah (laughs) yeah funny that but yeah I just 
exes just need to stay in the past. Yeah, yeah, and in I, the bin. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we kind of touched on this briefly on the last episode, anyways. But I think just even family that's connected to them it's just when you're in a new relationship like that just needs to stay in the past and not be brought into the present like and I know like some people will be in a different situation where they can gladly do that and get on with them but I just Mm -hmm. think for the most part like it's you talk about going on new dates with people and they don't like you talking about your ex or like bringing up your ex and stuff. So why would they want you to be maintaining a relationship with your ex's family or friends? Yeah, and I have done that as well. And a part of me does like look back and as much of like a dickhead as they might have been, it is unfair to do that to them Mm. because it's their family. Like they can't change that. And if I'm still nosying around at like the parties and stuff... It, it's it, always awkward. I wouldn't like it the other way around. So, no. um, yeah, I I won't be doing that in future. I think it just makes things messy. I know. But it's almost like it's harder, Not maybe not harder, but equally as hard to break up with the family. I think that for I think that's ugh. for a lot of people the reason they end up staying for longer yeah. than they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, like one of my past boyfriends... I had such a wonderful relationship with his parents and I found that even harder to like let go of. Because it's almost like a second family it game, is, isn't yeah. it really? And you picture your whole life with them and like they would be grandparents and they would be mm. at the wedding and they get on with my parents and all of these things. And it is, it's like, a, it's multiple breakups. It's breakups of multiple relationships. Yeah, literally. And I think for me and you as well, like we mentioned earlier, um, but me and you both really just have immediate family. So when you then have like a a family on like your partner's side as well, it it does genuinely feel like your own. Yeah, I remember going to family parties and thinking to myself like, I've never had this Mm. where I've had like cousins and yeah a birthday in a hall like it's just it was just yeah a lovely experience but that's not mine to keep hold of yeah and it's unfair to do that yeah and I think for those of you listening as well that are going through a breakup and are probably dealing with that as well yeah um it's just so much easier to try and rip the band-aid off or the plaster off if you're in the UK um <laughs> sooner rather than later yeah because yeah just it just gets harder send the final message mute block unfollow don't be messaging the family. Mm. Don't be messaging the parents. No. Go and to the just, gym. Oh, that is another thing to discuss as well. That is the, the fucking the, best way to get over a breakup. It gives me such ammunition <laughs> to like, I'm on the treadmill like. Um, but it's it's true. Mm. That is one Dead of lifting. the healthiest. Mm. <laughs> that is one good thing with me is one healthy coping mechanism I have is going to the fucking gym. And get on your shit. Yeah, I'm good at that. Mm. What do you go to exercise when you're going through a breakup to take your anger out? Um, I like sprints. So I'm like sprinting to Drake for 30 seconds and then on the side, wiping the sweat from my brow. And then I'm like, you don't do them. They're good. Why is cardio? <laughs> yeah. I don't know her. <laughs> sprints are good. It makes you feel like... I feel like my go-to would be the leg press. 
Yeah, yeah. To be fair, any, I feel like any I would, of it, yeah. I feel like, have you ever been on the leg press to the point where you can genuinely almost feel yourself about to scream? Like, <coughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, <gasps> Speaking of, do you want to know a really fun fact? Go on. You know you're so much stronger when you're on your period in the gym. So apparently there's like different, so the four weeks of the month, there's different energy levels <laughs> attached to like when your cycle is. Yeah. And so when you're on your period, yeah. I thought it was after. No, no, during oh. your period, you're strongest. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That I, I always, know. I always. Pill life. <laughs> yeah, when you come off it, test the theory. Oh, One yeah. rep maxes during shark week. Wow. Get it done. Interesting. Okay, so we've heard the absolute most hilarious things from you guys about exes. And we're going to read out some of the best ones. It was so hard to pick the best ones out but here we go so one of you sent in um when they post something aimed at you after they've moved on that shit funny as fuck moved on moved on. <laughs> uh, have you done that you've done that though haven't you i feel like everyone has i think everyone's guilty of doing that at some yeah point. but I would just regret it immediately after Delete. and take it down. <laughs> although, although I have had it happen whereby I've put something up and it's meant to be like about a friend who I thought was a friend. And then my ex replied with like a eye roll emoji oh. thinking it was about him. And I was like, it wasn't about you actually. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Never post a quote never like if you're going through a breakup just don't post Do you know what a the quote. worst thing is though i feel like all of those quotes like automatically appear on your explore oh, page when you go through a breakup yeah, yeah. and i'm like get me away and it from always this. verifies your opinion of yeah. how the relation broke relationship broke down so it's like even if you get cheated on, you know you're worth. Yeah, like, wow, how did you know? <laughs> it's always relevant. Yeah, the Instagram. But I bet they're getting they're getting the, the same thing. Like it's okay if you cheated. Like <laughs> they're like yeah. <laughs> but then I I used to just end up going through a whole rabbit hole because I would like every single one of them. I was like yeah, yes yeah. yes yes saving this for yeah. when I feel shit to read. You always know when you're going through something when you look at your camera roll and it's like just quotes <laughs> and then it goes back to pictures and then quotes again. <laughs> you so know the timeline. <laughs> that is so true. It is. Um, have you ever done something petty though where like you get ready? Just to look good for a story after a break. <laughs> yeah. And then I just feel dumb because I watch it and then <laughs> do anything. And you just sat there with like your lipstick on at home. Like, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and just wiping it off. Exhausting. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait for the cinema later. <laughs> Crying with Ben and Jerry's yeah, in bed. I know. I I don't do it anymore though. I it's do. too much effort, and makeup's expensive. It is. But I used yeah, to do it. Is. I have done it in the past, and they just haven't given a shit. Uh. I remember <laughs> with my first boyfriend when I was going through a breakup with him maddest breakup of all history. Basically, the reason we broke up was because he was joining the navy. And instead of, like, tell me and give me months to prepare for him leaving, he literally told me, like, two weeks before by sending me a Snapchat of his surfer boy hair being shaved off, like, full bold, with the caption on Snapchat, it's Britney, bitch. And I was like, what have you done? 
And that was him telling you that he's. I was doing- like, I was like, what have you done? Obviously, like hair changes. You should be you should be talking to me about the things that you're gonna do with your hair if we're together in a relationship. I'm but did sorry. he not tell you he was joining the navy? No, and that's how you found out. His dad was a hairdresser, and so one day he just how would he anyone didn't even, in he the... didn't even tell me he was getting his hair cut. All I got was just out of the blue, like him with a bald head. Were you more mad about the haircut? I just had no <laughs> idea what was going on. I was like, what have you? What people are mad aren't they like yeah. how would you think that is a good way to I like don't know. And I, to <laughs> maybe like, he didn't know how to break the bad news so he was like maybe let's imagine just if be you funny. you came into this podcast just with a bald head and you were like it's britney bitch and that's my way of knowing that you don't want to do the podcast anymore <laughs> and that you join in the navy like yeah. surely there'd apparently, be a better way of doing <laughs> apparently apparently you have to shave your hair when you go into the yeah, navy yeah but you have to but tell yeah i know like, there was no part. there was no conversation None. how old were you i was 18 oh, 19. old enough to know better yeah. yeah and um yeah then he just told me he's like oh by the way i'm joining the navy and i leave like in a week <laughs> but that's what i was gonna say <laughs> is when i was going through all of that um this is so toxic and i would definitely not advise to do this at all I went to Coachella with my gay best friend, did like a whole road trip for seven hours and we decided to go very last minute. Mm. We were staying in this tent and he was like, Chloe, do you know what would be really funny if like you just took a photo of like the sleeping bag in the tent and like just have my boxers just in the side. I feel like if I had male friends, I'd get them to do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the veiny hand in the picture, like... There was no, you don't understand the argument it caused. Oh, it did cause a reaction. Oh, that's yeah, it was horrific. But yeah, definitely don't ever do that. People do though. Yeah, they do. Or I've I had a story once where a girl went to the pub on her own, ordered like a wine and a beer. Supposed it on her. That is something I would do. Although I would have the beer, and he'd just be like, "Oh, two for her." But um, but she positioned it so it looked like she was there with a guy, and, it, and I don't even think he responded to it. That's the that's the gutting part, though. You know, when you go through all this like elaborate storytelling in your head, and you're going to be like, "Yeah, this will get in. This will <laughs> this will get a response," and he watches and then <laughs> moves on, and then in a few weeks down the line that's when he responds to something mundane so i just think there's no point in doing it because if he's gonna contact he's gonna contact yeah. regardless of whether there's it's also a lot of manipulation going on there oh yeah let's let's yeah. not, <laughs> not no, even go into that not but it is it is it's yeah so bad yeah and if it was the other way around like We'd be I'd be crying distraught. to our friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not it's my not proudest fair. moment at all. <laughs> I was a teenager Feel like we've back all, then. We've all done it. We've I all done it. I wasn't grown, okay? Yeah. Okay, so the next story that someone sent in is, after I broke up with my ex, she sent herself death threats from an anon account to get my pity. That's so manipulative and so unfair. But how did he know? I don't know. I want more context yeah, yeah. to this. It was just on my, you know, questions on Instagram. Mm. So there's only limited space. But I really want to know the rest of that story because... Yeah, that's next level. Do you know what it reminds me of when people, like, threaten 
that they're gonna like do something stupid or uh, do you know what I mean like weaponizing mental health so that the other person feels like they can't not reply to you it's really which close is to un- home. Yeah, which is so unfair and manipulative. Yeah. But it's mm. I suppose it's just sheer desperation and feeling like you're going to lose that person. But why would you want to stay with someone where the only way that you can stay attached to them is if you threaten something like that? Like yeah. it's just, yeah. It is crazy. But like I've seen firsthand the crazy lengths people will go to just to keep someone okay so the last one and it's kind of a good one to talk about i think is i still talk to my ex Red flag. <laughs> <Ryan>. who <laughs> who i'm still in love with and that's why you're talking to them yeah and she's moved on and has a new situationship mm. So what are you waiting for just to get her? Yeah. Because what else is going to happen? If she's moved on. Yeah. What are you waiting for the situation ship to fail and for her to come back? Yeah, yeah. And the only reason she would be is because it hasn't worked out. So do you want to be second best? No. No. I think that's just... You're setting yourself up to fail. And I think you probably could, if you cared enough, have the upper hand here and just say, you know what, like... I'm done here. Best of luck with your new situationship. And she would probably shit her pants and think... She's not got a backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that could potentially highlight if she still has feelings for you. But the fact that she's got another situation tells me that she probably doesn't... The thing is as well, like, everybody wants what they can't have, Mm -hmm. right? So if for any reason she's not satisfied or she's not happy in this situationship or she misses you and she's not getting out of this what she thought she would, then if yeah. you take the upper hand and just go and work on yourself and you just like, fuck go this. Go to the gym. Yeah, go, <laughs> go to the gym. Um, if, you, yeah, if you just work on yourself, one, that makes you way more attractive anyway. Mm-hmm. I think if you've got your own shit going on. Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. looks more attractive when they're busy and doing their own shit and focused yeah. and happy on their own. But also, yeah, it's going to scare her shitless because she's got yeah. no guaranteed backup plan. Like, right now, she knows you're in love with her and she probably has you wrapped around a little finger. Yeah, and, knows and it's you're nice be there. to have attention. Unfair, but it's nice. Mm. But I, I think you have to be so distracted with, yourself and your own goal this sounds so cheesy but your own goals and what you're working on that you don't even have time to check your phone if they've texted you or or to get back to her or I just I just think as well like there's a reason why she's still contacting you it's because it probably hasn't progressed enough with the other situationship so what happens whenever they get together you're going to be dropped like a sack of shit yeah and I think you have to protect yourself and respect yourself enough to be like well if she doesn't want me then I'm not gonna be a friend to her do you want to be friends with her Mm. no yeah I can't see a thruple happening anytime (laughs) (laughs) no no get out of that it sounds very toxic yeah I agree get out of that and into the gym (laughs) do some sprints One other thing I would say as well that I didn't mention earlier, which I think is fucking brilliant to be able to get over someone, is 
like you were literally saying, you just have to become so self-obsessed. Not like in a bad, like arrogant way, but become so obsessed with the life that you want and the person that you want to be. Like one thing I did was get a journal and write down my goals for the week and then six month goals and year long goals. And it just makes everything so much better because you've got a focus every single day to work towards and you know what that does as well it builds the person that you want to be compatible with who you want to be with I know that sounds very like long-winded but if you picture your ideal person who would they be with it is the best version of yourself so utilize this time to better yourself and I bet you'll look back in six months and be like why did I even give that toe (laughs) and <laughs> like the absolute toe and ounce of modern like brain space but I think at the time it's very easy to be like swept up in the attention or like the memories or this and that or what could have been but sometimes you have to allow yourself the space to be like actually that wasn't what I wanted anyway it clearly wasn't what they wanted what do I want mm. oh that's another good thing you've just triggered for me the other really good way to get past the emotional side of it because I think that's what makes it so much harder and makes you cling on because you do look at all the good times and all yeah. of the you reminisce on all of that and you he bought just me decide. a sandwich once that was so nice of him <laughs> yeah, yeah. you you attach to all of the good things and completely forget all of the bad things that happened all the way throughout because yeah. you justify to yourself why you would still want to be with them right yeah but one of the best things that you can do is view the breakup like an event that just happened in isolation yeah without all of that yeah. yeah um so do you think like delete pictures as well I do yeah I do Because sometimes I feel like whenever someone's reminiscing and like thinking of the good times they've like got a Beyonce song and they're zooming into <laughs> like an old <laughs> selfie or whatever and especially if you're an iPhone user as well because it randomly selects photos that comes oh God, upon a yeah. gallery slideshow yeah. and the last thing you want is like you to be having a really really good day and then, and then, then to randomly up, yeah. have a photo of you and your ex pop up and then just completely derail the rest of your yeah, day yeah yeah I think you have to spend some time and just delete that shit yeah Listen to your Beyonce, cry yeah. it out while yeah. you select them all <laughs> and delete them all permanently yeah. off yeah. of your phone. Yeah. I think that's definitely what you need to do. Yeah, I agree. Situation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I think that pretty much rounds it up for this week's episode. Ooh, I've ooh. loved it this week. I feel like yeah. it's been so informative. You know what? We just chat for fucking ages. I know we do. And it's because we're friends anyway and these are the conversations that we would have, we forget that we're recording and then we look at the time and we're, we're like, fuck. <laughs> we got to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's been so fun. It has. And hopefully this really helps you if you're going through a breakup. We'd love to actually hear some of your stories. So if it has helped you, be sure to DM us and let us know if it's helped. Yeah, that would be so good. 